0: Welcome back. Um, we probably should have tested that, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's the day after the Super Bowl, and it was exciting for about fifty nine or fifty eight minutes, and then the last two minutes were not so exciting. Um, but we have a great uh, a great crew here today to discuss the Super Bowl and uh, some dynasty tight ends and, and some other things. Um, so, uh, why don't we go around the square, I suppose, and, uh, introduce ourselves. that's your cue to start introducing ourselves.
1: I'll go first. I'm Evan. You can, uh, catch me at FF Lucian, as you can see there. Um, I just know Tyler for ages. I, how long have I known you for, Tyler? A couple of years now? It's not
0: that long. I mean, I haven't. Feels like
1: a couple years.
0: Yeah. I mean, a couple of years is not that long though.
1: Oh, that's true. A couple years in this space can be like an eternity, though, sometimes. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, i I over here in Belfast, Northern Ireland. So I was up till about four in the morning watching the Super Bowl. And so I'm very tired. I've yeah, you a coffee. Um <laughs> During, and, and I was like, isn't
0: it 4 a.m. or something?
1: Yeah, it was definitely finished about 3.30, 3.45 in the morning. Um, but yeah, I have a podcast called Dynasty Debates. I write and rank for Dynasty Nerds. And yeah, Tyler once beat me. Horrifically in a chess game and it was embarrassingly bad. That's my oh, origin story.
0: You're one of many. That game was not very competitive.
1: Don't feel don't feel special is what Tyler's saying. Yes, no, no.
0: Many people have, have played me and lost. It's a common occurrence.
2: Oh, I guess that's me now, eh? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> what is shaking, people? My name is Smoky Hell Nelson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Smoky Hell NFL. I am host of the Smoke Show, which covers a lot of things these days. Not so much football anymore. I've had to put it a little bit on the back burner while my wife's been in school because f- football episodes take time. What I do now takes no time, so it really was a no-brainer. And it kind of made the, the, the channel go insanely through the roof. So, yay, small victories. But, wife's done school in like two months, man. You just get back into the football
0: game, baby. This guy. You, you act as if I like prepare to come on this show. Like.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean like doing, doing solo podcasts and stuff like that where I, where I can't lean on the help of my friends here. And just I did a solo show. Get me through I, this. I did a solo show
0: yesterday. <laughs> I prepared for it for about a minute.
2: Fantastic.
0: I looked at the questions. It was Atta good. Boy. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I will say it was good. I actually really enjoyed doing it, and I'm probably going to do it regularly. On this channel, I used to do Patreon-only question shows, but unfortunately, you know, my Patreon's not that big. Big, you know, compared to most solo Patreons, actually any solo Patreon, very big, but it's not that big. So I did the show and, you know, maybe 20, 25 people watched it. I didn't feel like that was the best way to bring value to the most number of people. So we changed it. So the way it is now is those shows recorded. They're not live. In order to ask a question to be on the show, you have to be in the Patreon discord so only patrons get to actually ask the questions, but everyone gets to see what uh, the answers are. So, you I know, it, it. it's kind of my way of advertising the Patreon. Not that I don't do that already, but you know, I do that constantly. People often criticize me for doing that. Um, oh, how
2: dare you do business on your own show? <laughs> I know, I know. I get that
0: a lot. Considering this is my channel, I get,
3: like, how dare you? How dare
0: well, you? Come, come on, me? man. You're top no, square. How I, dare you? You know, there are people... <laughs> in the fantasy industry who just they're great people and they do their fantasy content out of the goodness of their heart and and, you know that's great i mean that's great for them you know they can enjoy that and and they should keep doing it but you know that's not everybody and you know some people feel that you know there's uh you know want to do this for a job or whatever and um you know i uh I just hate it when people get on me for that. Um, And there's one other thing. Uh, Can you please explain why your parents named you Smokey Hell? (laughs) (laughs) The government's gonna
2: be after me, man. Uh, (laughs) I get to say stuff like that because of the beard that I have now. I can just say crazy things every now and then. And people are like, yeah, okay. but no, the uh, the the origin of the name actually comes from a, a man who was 55 years old at the time. He was kind of one of those legends who doesn't actually seem real. He was a regular. Uh, I was bartending down in Victoria, uh, our province's capital. I'm on the west coast, Canada. If y'all didn't know, um, I like anyways, Canada. I
0: okay, like it's Canada. a good place. Well, for no, the most it's part, it's very good. I like it because <laughs> the healthcare system is much better there. The healthcare system Absolutely. in America is not so good. It's not so good. It's rare. Wow. Political comment from Tyler. That never happened. Uh, but there you go. Very rare. Um, but the healthcare system in America sucks. So, you know, it's much better in Canada. I think there are many changes that could be made, but these are irrelevant details. Um, but anyway, go ahead. It could relate to tight ends. I mean, everyone <laughs> needs healthcare,
2: right? This all ties in, absolutely. man. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've never done a show with Smokey, so I gotta pull something up. This is absolutely true, Smokey. Oh, it's so fire. True. I love your energy. It's So true. I love, I love everything <laughs> about it so far. Never done a show with you two, but I'm always I always love meeting the guy, the people that you know Tyler brings on and doesn't tell me about, and that I kind of hop into I the did, room I did with not a tell minute you? or two. Oh, I mean, come on. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Well, I thought I did. Total no. surprise, y'all. Well, <laughs> well, I know, I know. There's well, going some people waiting That's your fault for because me. you have access to the show sheet of all the people on it, don't you? I uh, you, you might
3: be right. You might be right about that one. You do. I think you it's do. more. Fu- so I think actually, it's more fun that's at not this my point. Fault, that's it. your fault.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. People, if, the if, people heard it.
3: <laughs> you're right. You're right. But I think at this point, it's more fun when I hop in and I just see that's one true. or two new faces, and I'm like hey, I've never talked to you, but we follow each other on Twitter
0: and let's have a little conversation before Tyler gets in here. <laughs> I, I do have an announcement to make that I didn't tell you, but I, I will tell you now. Um, it, it's a very irrelevant announcement, really. The The shows will continue uh, being 2 p.m. Eastern on Monday and 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. But after this week, uh, the shows will flip from what they are now. As in this week, we have, you know, this show is like tight ends, for example. Uh, and then tomorrow is the Ask Tyler with an absolutely beautiful thumbnail that Maddie Big Chess made. Like, beautiful. Like, I don't know if you saw it. It's on the channel. It is amazing. Like, I, I love it. I love it. It even has my hair, a light bulb. Everything. It is, I shout swear, out. it is shout beautiful. Out Maddie Big Chess for no, all well, that's why, that's why we're talking about it. Because I wanted to <laughs> shout him out for how awesome that, I love it. Uh, and I don't even have to edit it for each show. I can just reuse it because uh, it's so nice. But what I'm saying is that the shows will be flipped. So this show, after this week, will be the same time. You know, both shows will be the same time. The difference is that this show will be the question show with no show sheet. And the 731 on Tuesday, that'll be the one with topics and the show sheet. Uh, this show will be shorter, um, most likely. I mean, I'll try to keep both shows around 90 minutes, but this show is often ran into like two, three hours. That's not going to be the norm. Uh, We're going to aim to have both shows be 90 minutes. So 90 minutes kind of on Monday of Ask Tyler and then uh, 90 minutes on Tuesday of a topic. If it runs a little bit over, it runs a little bit over, especially when we do mock drafts on Tuesday, it might run a bit over, but that's okay. Um, But that's what it's going to be going forward. Uh, So, But nothing will change. The shows will be at the same time same people but the, they'll be flipped um yeah just it's mostly because i have fewer co-hosts on the show so if i ever have to do the show alone it's better uh if somehow i get in that situation it's better to have no show sheet alone i just do a shorter show of Ask tyler um okay
3: speaking speaking of tyler one more or well, well, i wanted to bring up one more thing you know, <laughs> yes you happy,
0: yeah happy, happy <laughs> your birthday. birthday happy yes, birthday
3: sir,
1: Oh, Super Bowl birthday! I know
0: that was kind of (laughs) crazy, having a Super Bowl birthday. I I had a Super Bowl um, birthday party kind of at the same time. I didn't really, I don't really like celebrating my birthday, so I wouldn't have had a birthday party otherwise. Um, But yeah, it was nice. It's it's a good, it's a good like having another
3: occasion. So it's not like, hey, everyone, it's it's my birthday. It's like, no, let's get around for the Super Bowl. If you want to wish me a happy birthday, you know, by all means. And we got a pretty good game. Obviously, we've, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but, you know, like we were kind of saying before we got on, as someone that, you know, isn't a fan of either of these specific teams, didn't really have, you know, a dog in the fight, I thought it was was awesome for, like you said, you know, 58 minutes, some unfortunate things kind of at the end that made it made it, you know, a little bit less exciting outcome. It was still an exciting game. Though. It was still exactly, I think it was still an exciting. It's
1: definitely game. I would say one of the best ones we've had in a good while like yeah man this is my like like I said this is so we're over here in Ireland and the game doesn't start till like half 11 like at night so it's almost midnight by the time it kicks off my son is 11 now and he like begged me for like a couple days to let him stay up and watch it so I let him stay up and watch it and this is his first ever Super Bowl and he's like I'm like who do you think's gonna win and we're talking about it and he's like oh I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna win I was like really okay okay because I was sort of like thinking the Eagles were gonna win you know what I mean because like obviously they're healthier. They've got nice offense and defense. Everything's well, okay. Well, look, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Andy Reid's a great coach, and Mahomes is good, so maybe. But you know, and he literally stayed up the whole time, the entire thing. He loved it. He was like yeah. buzzing because I mean, every time one of us went out to grab a drink or something, I was like, somebody just scored a touchdown. AJ Brown just scored <laughs> touchdown. What happened? You know, I was, I was oh like, my bro. god! He, he literally that got play? up. To go to the, yeah, he literally got up to go to the toilet at one point, and. I was like, here, don't miss a touchdown. And he like, ran up to the toilet, and it was like right when Kadarius Tony got his touchdown. <laughs> and I was like, I not to go to the toilet. <laughs> so he loved it. He's hooked. He's like, I'm going to stay up every year and watch the I- Super Bowl. I have Bowl. to ask
0: an important yeah. question. Smokey, how do you have this much energy?
2: Are you older than me? Okay. Are you
0: allowed to tell? Yeah, us? here's
2: a here's game. Guess how old Smokey is.
1: <laughs> You're older than me. I'm pretty sure I heard you say something about this once and it's like crazy. It's like 40 or something like that, isn't it? Like 42 ah, or ding, ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. Okay, You're a lot older.
1: Yeah, I'm 40, man. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. I'm going to be what? <laughs> We here right now. I'm going to be dead at 40.
2: Yeah, I am I'm, 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 I'm 40. 40. I'm I'm married. I have a child. I own this house. I uh <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of energy that I shouldn't have. The ADHD really helps, but I've just never grown up.
0: <laughs> not helping me. I... I just work in Peter Pan. Let me tell like, you.
1: Yeah. Peter Pan.
2: <laughs> and like, man, look, I've still got like fantastic hair. I've got the hair. There's barely a gray because I pluck them all out because I'm very vain. But, you
0: know. Wow. We might I, have found uh, someone more vain than me. That's yeah. Well, it, 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 it's, the, it's the
2: years of experience. I'm so. We it. know this.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you certainly don't. But I'm doing all right for 40, right? Absolutely. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, let me get the the promo merch back on here.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I got a lot of energy. So what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I love it.
0: We did that. All right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um that's kind of the goal of this show usually. Um Oh, okay. F- a question about tight ends. Good. Ooh, we're getting into it. Good. Um Hope everyone had a great Super Bowl Sunday. Is it even worth it to draft tight ends outside of the top 3 to 5 due to variance? Um Is this redraft or dynasty or what? I assume it's dynasty. I mean, we're in February. You're here the day after the Super Bowl asking a question. You're
1: a degenerate. Let's be honest. It's dead.
0: Yeah. And
2: we love you for that. Yeah. My (laughs) my people. Same, same.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, yes, right? Like.
1: I think, yeah, it depends on how your league values them. Like, because some people, to some people, you know, like you said, if it's not Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, they're not interested. In which case, if you're getting a Dallas Goddard or Pat Fryermuth in like the seventh or eighth round, like that's awesome value. Or even, you know, my boy now, Vikings, um, you know, even even T.J. Hawkinson, you know, yes! if you're able to get him in like the fifth or sixth round. Um, Put some respect on enemy, his name. Yeah, definitely. So. Absolutely. I think that it's, it gets gross quickly, but yeah, I definitely still think, you know, there's guys like Dolchich, there's guys like Chig um, that could like come around that could like pop off in the next couple of years. Let's not forget. It's a very slow developing position a lot of times. So if you get, you know, if you miss out on one of the top guys, I would load up get three or four of the kind of up and coming and see who kind
3: of hits maybe. Yeah. I mean, like you said about the up and or, you know, like kind of slow, uh, process of you know becoming an actual relevant fantasy tight end even guys like Trey McBride who you know they have the draft capital they didn't really do all that much. I mean and I see yeah Kevin Kevin also put in a comment about that but they flashed it. a little bit at the end of the year when they when they had more opportunity and they and that's really all you can expect from especially a rookie tight end because sometimes you see them do absolutely nothing not even a flash but they turn out to have a you know solid career. So you want to, you want to pay attention to some of these guys that, you know, maybe they, they were under 50% snaps basically all year long, but a couple times they got the opportunity. They definitely flashed a little bit, you know, even a guy like Isaiah Likely, um, you know, obviously Trey, Chig, you know, it looked like a Kwo every single week. They had one 40 plus yard play that they kind of designed for him. And it was just, it was money every time. <laughs> and that might be his only catch of the game, but they, they, that's how they're using them. So so I think it's definitely important to kind of keep keep track and tabs on some of these guys. But I mean, even even in the top three to five, like especially in the dynasty landscape, some of them are getting older, even though they're just absolute studs. So I don't think you're paying like obviously in in redraft, we're looking at Kelsey as a top five pick or whatever still, you know, for the last <laughs> or at least first round for the last However many years, and hopefully a couple more years to come. But in dynasty, you don't quite have to pay that first or even second round uh, value to to have him on your team for those next couple of years. So I do think. I mean, it's not a position you completely completely want to front back. You can definitely
0: still get some value, even if it's more sort of a mid or you some value in. You know, it's yeah, when it comes to Trey McBride, I mean, I do like him. I think he's undervalued. I've- You know, people just, yeah, I mean, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Pushing Ertz out, I wouldn't really worry about Ertz. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he was a good prospect coming in. uh, And, you know, he got good draft capital. The landing spot was kind of hyped at the time. But it uh, hasn't really worked out maybe the best so far. I mean, now Kyler Murray is going to miss time. So, we'll we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone, it's hard to buy someone like that. Uh, because, you know, then you have to get them from someone else. Much more likely that someone I would draft. Uh, given his startup price, it seems a little low to me. Uh, so someone I would draft, I don't know about buying, but, but drafting almost for sure. That, and that's another thing, is when I say someone's a buy, what I mean more is that during the off season, is that there's someone that I draft. That's really what I'm saying. Is there someone I draft? Is given because the most reliable thing we have is ADP. That's what we have, so that tells you where they're drafted. So I would either yes, I would draft them at that price, or no, I would not draft them at that price. And I, with Terry McBride, I would. So that's you know that's really what I'm saying when I'm saying buy. Uh, in terms of how easy someone is to buy, that's going to depend on the manager who has them in the in your league, which is going to you know obviously vary. But in drafting, all the players are available to everybody, so you know um, that it's an even playing field. <laughs> well, oh, it wasn't Gus, even my birthday, I, but thank you. Yes. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> He'll love that. He'll love that. Um, well, Gus, I really hope that uh, you have a good trip to the mountains. I really hope your mountains are good. Yes, that's what I would say to you.
1: Yeah. Is this some inside code that we got going on? like
0: Oh absolutely.
1: I wish your trip to the mountains well. It's like reminds me of <laughs> oh, the uh, that where they're like the brothers or you know, may the ancestors protect you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And, and you know, I hope the mountains and, and Queen Elizabeth also are doing very well. Um, mm. Yes. The, uh, the I, got,
2: really- I got a little bit of news for you brother. awkward. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I, I yeah, don't want to no, be the dead. one to break
0: this to you. okay. We're good. <laughs> Don't worry. Sometimes my friends work their way into this chat, and they, um, I respond to them in interesting ways. This is one, that was fair. One time. Fair. I love code.
1: <laughs> I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to make
3: one, Michael Scott. <laughs> But, I mean, I think Dalton Schultz, especially, I think is he's, he's kind of a difficult person to value right now, especially because I, I think he's one of those guys that if he if he goes back to the Cowboys, he retains most of that that fantasy value that he's kind of had the last year or two. But if he goes to most other places, we're going to see kind of a decline in that value. Um, I just don't I think that team likes him more than an actual team would normally utilize him. And some of his production has kind of been attributed to, you know, they don't have that second guy and he's really the guy that steps in for Dak. And, you know, even though he's he's careless and he's catching that ball with only one foot in at the end of the game, like he's, he's still the guy he's kind of going to at the end of the game when he needs that. So I I do think it's, it's tough to really value him without like unless you're going to put all your marbles into one basket, you're like, okay, he's going to come back. He's going to be a cowboy again, at least for a couple of years. If you really think that, then, then I understand valuing him kind of still somewhat high, um, in the, you know, kind of back end of the t- tight end one range. But, you know, if he goes somewhere else, it could absolutely crater his value. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you guys think in, ter- uh, in terms of actual pick value? In, especially in 1.5. Yeah. I
1: mean, for me personally, I'm not, I'm just not a Dalton Schultz guy. You know, I, I just think he's a jag. I mean, no offense to him. Like, I think he works really well in that no, system. No, please
0: offend him. We, we want, that. That to be better. We need to increase our ratings.
1: I'm not going to say anything uh, offensive to him as a person, but as a fantasy asset, um, I think that, you know, he just reminds me of, one of those guys that works really well in that system, but you could copy and paste him, you know, anywhere sort of thing. So if anybody was willing to give me any first, I would take it in a, oh, in a, nobody's in a Titan premium leagues. So, oh. No, I'm just saying like people do. They, they literally, they do? people last year were going crazy for him. They were like, yeah. oh, he's going to be a top three, top four, Dynasty end. If anybody's giving me the 111, 112 in a Titan premium league, I would definitely take that. But honestly, like I would love to just, ra- I'd rather try and like, Tier down to one of these other guys that we talked about and get like something on added on top rather than just a pick because most likely most people are probably only going to give you like something in the second round like a mid-second or something in which case it's just a dart throw and if you're trying to replace that tight end production with another tight end you're going to pick somebody up probably in the rookie draft that you're gonna have to wait possibly a couple years for to even make a difference so for me i'd rather try and see if can you tear down to like McConquo and a late second or something like that. You know what I mean? If you're if you're looking to get out of the Dalton Schultz business, which I would be absolutely fine doing.
0: Yeah, I, I would say yeah. that, you know, I do think Dallas is going to re sign him. But we'll have to see. You know, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I
2: don't know about that.
0: I am okay, <laughs> for those for those who don't know, I'm a
2: diehard Cowboys fan. I uh, have been for <laughs> A very, very, very long time. Longer than I care to admit. Um,
1: You're old enough to remember them when they were winning th- things.
2: I actually met them. <laughs> I, I, I met them during the dynasty. I shook hands with Troy Aikman awesome. and everything.
1: No, I remember. Uh, like wow. I loved them when they were like Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and all those guys.
2: Emmett Smith. I have such unspeakable words I want to say about Emmett Smith, but we're
0: going to keep this PG. Uh, everyone else <laughs> no, I met not. was a... And I want to hear about it. No, no. No, no. I, no, no, no. I want to
2: okay. hear about it. Okay, do you guys want the, like, full story, or do you want the condensed Emmett Smith part no, of no, the story? Let's
0: do the condensed one. The condensed one. But it does not have to be PG. I, I don't care. No oh, fuck. I hate him. I hate him.
2: Okay. I hate <laughs> Emmett Smith. I you, and, and I am a diehard Cowboys fan. I am also a Florida Gators fan, man. Like, to say I hate this man with enough vitriol in my voice that i would spit in his face if i ever saw him on the street with his graying light bulb ass head now let's hop in the time machine and we're gonna take everyone back to 1995. here i was born what oh jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) so 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 i a boy of 12 years old Went on a cross-country trip by myself, hopped on a plane, and went out to Ontario. This is basically the equivalent of going, like, Seattle to New York. Um, and my brother lived out in Ontario, and he was 15 years older than me. Still is. He's really old. <laughs> but so, and he's a diehard Cowboys fan. And they were up in Toronto playing the Buffalo Bills in the first exhibition game outside of the States. It was called the American Bowl. And it was at Sky Dome there where the Blue Jays play, um, or did play. I don't even know. Yeah, they still do. Anyways, we're getting off track. We go the day before the game because they got an open practice, so you know they're practicing down in the field, and you can go right, right down to the sideline and meet the players and everything, and get some autographs. And I'm a 12 year old kid looking up at these gigantic monsters, monsters, and I'm just in awe. I'm getting, this, and they were so nice. They were so incredibly gracious, all of them and one of the guys i can't remember who it was but he was like hey if you want to get the rest of the team's autographs this is the hotel we're at there might be some players in the lobby or whatever you can take your chances i'm like sure whatever so we're there with my brother and his best friend and they're like okay well you know what we we got some autographs here let's 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 give it a try it wasn't far from there and so we go to this place and sure enough there's some players in the lobby and everything and i i look over in the corner and there's Emmett smith sitting in like just you know one of those big ass
1: kind of look like this
2: chairs in in the lobby i'm just like no way i've got his rookie card on me like in my hand. i'm like when am i ever gonna get this chance again i'm a fucking white canadian like are you kidding me so (laughs) i'm like all right and i hate this guy
1: because he wouldn't sign your rookie card
2: uh i'd be okay with that you know a simple no would suffice but
1: Uh uh-oh here we go
2: I've always been a very respectful person. Even, some, I mean, as a 12-year-old kid, come on. Like, like I'm just going to walk up I and be brass nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I walk up to him, and I'm just like, excuse me, Mr. Smith. I was wondering if I can get an autograph, please. Verbatim. He looks at me. Just goes, puts his headphones on and fucking looks the other way. Ooh. And I am crushed! Flashed, fucking twelve-year-old kid I just like I'm I'm stunned like what the fuck just happened I, I just kind of turned around dejected and I just start walking away <laughs> like what the fuck just happened man and then I see a bunch of people going towards the the you know the fucking sliding doors the front lobby or whatever I'm like okay someone big's got to be coming in so as you can see at 40 I am still this size you can imagine me at 12. <laughs> so I slip my way to the front of the little uh, crowd for me quite easily. And as I do, the doors open up and in walks Troy Aikman. And I just look up, my jaw drops, and my hand just reflexively goes up. And I go, uh, hi, Mr. Aikman. <laughs> and he shakes my hand, gives me a smile. And then, you know, his people are around him, take him up to his room. I'm just like, <laughs> So, like, it went from a great situation to the worst situation to a really great situation again in the span of like an hour. And it was just, it's a memory that'll stick with me forever. And it is why I've been a diehard Cowboys fan since that day. So, it's like, yeah, I hate
1: him at
0: Smith. (laughs) I love it. Not
1: bad. Yeah, I thought he was gonna like. I thought he like punched bad. you in the face. Yeah, or something, right? <laughs> He Like,
0: fuck his
2: foot out and tripped Well, you and know, 1995 was a different time, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just to review, backhanded
1: you over the sofa. Serious, or
0: you still remember this? My oh, yeah. entire life later.
1: Yeah, can't my entire
2: stuff, life
0: later, <laughs> you still remember this?
2: Yeah, I. I have, I have many things about me, as you could probably tell. Um, one of them is like, uh, it's, it's not an eidetic memory. I can't recall absolutely everything I've ever read from any time or whatever, but I have a really, really, really good memory recall. I can remember my first memory at three months old, not super clear or anything like that, but I was in the hospital for testing for a heart murmur, which I do have. And I just remember, you know, the leads coming off me, the black and red wires, I remember looking out the window when it was an overcast day, and like, it, there's only so much you can glean from being fucking three months old, <laughs> but like, it, I, I, I could recall a lot of things with very clear detail from throughout my life, so yeah, that, and that one, I mean, <laughs> that one was traumatic in good and bad ways, so it's kind of etched in there a little harder. <laughs>
3: Now is is that so that you said that's the only that's like the reason you became a Cowboys like you yeah, didn't have any absolutely. association with them
2: beforehand? Well, my brother was a diehard Cowboys fan. He's the one who got me into football in the first place. I I, I owe my diehard craziness of love of this sport to him. Absolutely, and you know, you, you kind of get given your first team uh, by mm-hmm. osmosis, and I mean, without <laughs> without that experience. Who knows? I might not have been a Cowboys fan. I, I definitely would have been a football fan. There would have been no avoiding that. That is just... I don't care what timeline we're on here. They all would have converged at the point of NFL love. Um, but would I have been a Cowboys fan? Who knows, man? I could have saved myself yeah. some, like, 30 years of heartbreak here. It's just a dagger <laughs> in the heart every time. But, you know, seeing the Eagles lose last night was a little, a little pick-me-up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love
2: them, Eagles. No, it's always,
3: always interesting... It's always We're interesting to learn. Our Eagles like, fan. Uh, um, yeah, you know, they couldn't. They couldn't make it today. Couldn't Ryan make it today. And, Ooh, Ryan, I'm bad.
0: <laughs> damn. Ryan is Ryan is very. He said he was getting very angry. I was like, Ryan, if you're angry, you might actually get angry on the show, and that would be great. That would be a great thing. I think the people would love to see that. Um. So I told yes. him he's got to keep that energy for tomorrow. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's if, if it didn't happen live on the show, it didn't happen, right? I mean, not that. Uh, All right. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting old, but thank you. It's not Uh, so bad. (laughs) uh, You know, it's better than the alternative, isn't it? Um, Bingo. Got offered Kelsey for my 108 and uh, 25 third. I didn't accept it. I only have commit. Um, well. What's your team look like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kelsey's worth more than that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Tell you this,
2: two of my three championship winning teams this year had Kelsey at tight end, so <laughs> he is it the hard biggest, to win without without him. He's the biggest positional advantage there is in fantasy football right now.
3: Well, you you said Kelsey's worth more, so should should Nick Nicholas be trying to go back and, and just see if he can get that trade done? Sure i would <laughs> like i mean if you're if you're looking at a contender that you know other positions are pretty pretty solid and you know you like you said you got Comet only at tight end not feeling too confident about that one um but i mean that, that doesn't seem like the steepest price obviously he's aging but I, I can't imagine he's gonna fall completely off a cliff in the next year or two he still looks like he's chugging along i was looking you know i was just looking at the uh, each each week and kind of their finishes during the week like he had he had a nine game stretch where he was a top five tight end on the week that is not fair that's more than half the season and that's not even count like not even looking at the the six straight games of playoffs that he's now had a touchdown like he's he's just an absolute monster and it doesn't seem like he's really slowing down whatsoever so
2: Use over a hundred points over second place. Like, <laughs> there is no more advantage there in, in fantasy football than Travis Kelsey, and that's probably going to last for a little five bit. His quarterback's kind of good. Yeah, like yes, five points per game. Imagine having that advantage. That's that's mm-hmm. something that you just that's that's literally
3: the only set and forget there is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so I guess basically. If you got a team, the the rest of the roster looks good. See if you can go back and and get that deal done. Something similar. I I will say.
0: He says it's still there. I I will say Mm -hmm. that with Travis Kelsey, I do think if people are expecting 2022 again. No. Then they might be a little bit. The Kansas City, and it was one of the things on the show sheet. They won the Super Bowl. They did. They They won. Wait,
1: what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shit, we hit him on the time difference. Yeah,
0: they they did win. But that doesn't mean, just because you are the best overall, doesn't mean that you're not going to make changes to your roster, improvements to your team. They're going to get a better wide receiver than what they have. They have to. They have to because it can't be worse. Well, they also have no one under contract, so they're going to have to start signing people. That's true. They're going to get someone better. I think they have to. Um, And... Kelsey's overall target volume. I think, you know, if I had to project 2023, I'd probably just give him 2021, which was still very good. Still still amazing. (laughs) Still incredible. Yeah, 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 he wasn't the number
3: one tight end, but he was still the top five tight end in over half the games he played. So it's just like, okay, we might not expect like five and a half points better than the second tight end but I'll take two or three
0: (laughs) I mean like honestly though it's funny with Kelsey Kelsey's the kind of player I would never draft never because in a draft all it takes it's actually the opposite of someone like Trey McBride in a draft with Kelsey all it takes is one person who is going all in wants the advantage Kelsey's always going to go earlier than I'm willing to take him so I'll never draft Travis Kelsey never but I do see situations where I would buy Travis Kelsey. It's the other way around where someone who has Travis Kelsey has a team that it's over the hill time to rebuild and they're willing to sell for less. So he's a player I'd only buy and would never draft because I'd only take him if I can get him at that price. If I can get him at that price, i will take If I have to pay uh, the startup cost that he costs, then I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. given That's the fair. options that he's compared to because in a startup, he's going to cost way more than that. Uh, what you're oh, giving he up got is offered worth Kelsey, way more so he wasn't trying to sell Kelsey. That's what I'm saying. But in a startup, you'd yeah. be giving up something worth a lot more. Yeah, than yeah. This. yeah, yeah. You'd oh, have yeah. to take yeah. him in the
1: first round of a startup. Yeah. Not the first round, was, but it, yeah, he'll I go think you would, a, man. Uh, in a tight end premium? I think you uh, would. Like, oh, I see him doing that
0: all the time. I don't think so. Does he really? Yep. Yeah. well, then, Absolutely. I was getting, like, last
1: year, I did, like, two startups, three startups, and I was getting Mark Andrews as the second or third tight end in, like, the mid-second, late-second, early-third, something like that. And Kelsey was long gone by then.
2: Can we talk about Mark Andrews for a second here? Because is there a bigger question mark on one of the top-tier tight ends in Dynasty right now?
0: Yes, Kyle Pitts is...
2: No, no, we we know he's in a terrible situation that he cannot escape, and it can only go up from there, but... With Mark Andrews, we saw what happened when Lamar went down. So did he and his fantasy production for the most part.
0: But it was the opposite last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2021, it was the opposite. Lamar yeah, went everybody down was and making, fantasy production every, went way up. Yeah, everybody yes. was making well, that not, argument. I'm that. Not like, sure that,
2: that but that's their backups were quite capable that last time. And this time, it wasn't the case. And Tyler both those quarterbacks, yeah, but they're both un- not under contract anymore. Uh, So what's going to be happening in Baltimore? They're both free agents. Tyler
0: Huntley still, they can, um, he's a restricted free agent. They'll be able to keep him. He's a pro bowler. Pro bowler. (laughs) bowler Is this the new Joe Flacco elite?
2: (laughs) Both Ravens.
0: Uh, I would expect that they keep Tyler Huntley. It's not going to cost them very much. No, no, I wouldn't imagine so. But like His restricted free agent tender, even if they give him the first round tender, which they're not going to, um, it would only cost like four point nine million, so yeah. and that's for backup quarterback. That's pretty cheap. So they're one hundred percent going to be keeping him.
2: And how is that offense also going to change with uh, Roman being out of there? Uh, I just I, there's big question marks around Baltimore,
0: it's and nice if Roman, I was in, for me, then the personnel, the personnel is going to change. It has Someone, to, man.
2: What do they have other than Andrews and they keep Bateman?
0: Bateman is is not it. But let's say that they no. keep Lamar Jackson. He's and Bateman is. Always been overrated. Always overrated. But let's say they keep Lamar Jackson. Someone is going to hop on that grenade and go there and really be, like, nuked. Because I don't care what you do with the offense. Lamar Jackson is limited as a passing volume. The passing volume, will, the efficiency could be there. In 2019, it was there. For one of his four years mm-hmm. in the NFL, it was there. The other three, it has not been. One of his four years, the efficiency was there. He had one of the highest touchdown rates of anyone recently, he had led the league in passing touchdowns. That's never going to happen again. It's never going to happen again because on that kind of volume, you're never going to do it. So the passing volume won't be there, which means that you have to get it on efficiency, which is not something you want to rely on. So whoever goes there, assuming that they're going there to play with Lamar Jackson, which is not a guarantee at this stage. I mean, that's not a guarantee that's still up in the air, but assuming I think it's highly likely that they, Acquire some sort of wide receiver with a high uh, level of capital. I mean, they have they have 23. I mean, 23 is a possibility for wide yeah. receiver. It's a possibility. Um, or they could look at the free agent market or the trade market. You know, uh, not others. much have for you free agents. At, have you looked at that free agent market? <laughs> yeah. Free agent market it's is not tree. ideal. <laughs> it's not ideal. No, I DJ think charts. I'm on there. <laughs> I mean, to be, don't be fair, you disrespect I think Kobe they...
3: Myers like that.
0: I do think Can we? someone is going to go to oblivion as in someone is going to sign with the Ravens for the money, knowing they're going to oblivion. Yeah. That's Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers. One of these people is going to sign there knowing it's all for the money, knowing the stats won't be there, but they're going to get the money yeah. because the team needs them. And you're going to Baltimore is going to have to overpay to get a wide receiver to go there. Because nobody's – you're not going to get another job after going there because your stats are going to suck. <laughs> so whoever they get is going to be overpaid, is going to be overpriced, and is not going to be someone I want. But they probably will be a free agent, probably one of the two that I named. Alan Lazard or Jacoby Myers are the two that make the most sense. Alan Lazard honestly makes a lot of sense. Alan Lazard or Corey Davis if he's a cap casualty uh, from the Jets would be someone who would potentially – Look at jumping DJ Chark as well. Because DJ Chark, I feel like, is never going to get a real contract, so he will just take the money. Um, mm. He would be a candidate. Uh, and then It'd they could look also. look okay draft. with a star in his helmet. They could draft some DJ Chark. Yeah. Uh, I think Dallas is, uh, has bigger plans, to be honest with you. DJ Chark uh, is just another, My- <laughs> DJ is just another <laughs> Michael Gallup. DJ Chark doesn't solve anything.
2: Yeah, but Michael no, Gallup no, no, ain't Michael Gallup anymore, man. He looked like trash
0: when he came back. And I, mean, I love Gallup, don't now, get me with, wrong. DJ Shark Now and Michael Gallup Now are very similar. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's deep, but it's not good. It's deep, but it's not good. So there's a lot of options. You, that's why, I like, I don't know.
2: It's like a kiddie pool full of meatloaf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is this a Canadian reference? I don't get it. <laughs> Like you know, it's Whoa. deep. It's not good, but it's deep.
0: <laughs> do you have like, like a, a mile favorite? Wide, but an inch deep? <laughs> do you have like a favorite target? Well, what or do we consider technique? mid-range?
3: I mean, uh, I think a lot of these names that they they Edward went on to name, I think those are going to be some of the most popular ones in terms of that mid to deeper range tight end. Um you know, and I do. Well, think let me say. Uh, let
0: me say this. Potential. I'd say. Not mid range are Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Frymuth, Goddard, and Kittle. Everyone else is, is mid range. Those seven are the, the best seven. Yeah. For pretty much everyone. Yeah. And then everyone else is mid range.
1: I think the interesting thing is, though, is comparative to cost, Firemuth a lot of the times is like by far the cheapest. Like people just don't believe in him, and they're really grossed out by the whole Pittsburgh situation. But he honestly is really impressive, like what he's been able to do so far. Um, again, not forgetting the fact that tight ends take a long time to get going. Usually, I mean, this is only his second season in the league. He's already top eight. You know, finishes a top eight tight end. You know, he's got almost a hundred targets in a. You know, in the offense that wasn't high powered at all um you know i think only two touchdowns you know what i mean like that should easily go up That's in the future like him. so i i think for me i you could get fryer for almost mid tight end prices but in my mind he's one of the better tight ends that you could try and get
0: yeah I relative the
3: cost yeah and he knows. had a canadian problem actually i think
0: who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i mean chase claypool is just bad it's not because he's from canada
3: <laughs> well, I was talking about Mr. Canada. Hey, you're
2: talking about the number one offensive player in NFL history that Canada has ever produced, so just give him his give him his maple <laughs> leaf crown. <laughs> Chase Claypool? Yeah Chase, Claypool. <laughs> yeah, Chase Claypool's number one. He's got to be. Is it Chuba just Hubbard? Off the, is it just Chuba off the rookie Canadian. season alone. Oh, yeah, Chuba's Canadian as well. Oh, I should have worn my Chuba hat!
0: Nah, fuck it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pat Firemuth is my favorite of those higher-end targets. But of these... I mean, they're all to me undervalued, except for uh, Daniel Bellinger, really. Daniel Bellinger is not undervalued. Daniel Bellinger is to me just a guy. And he's he's properly valued. Valued as (laughs) just a guy. And I think that he uh, took advantage of the fact that there was just nobody on the Giants. He looked fine. He looked fine. I think he's going to have a nice NFL career, very solid.
1: Dude almost uh, sacrificed player. his eye for you guys, man. You got to give him a little bit more love. That, <laughs> that
0: I do. Like I do give him love, hard. but, you know, he – I mean, he was drafted because he has all-around skills.
1: He's pretty he's athletic, not, which is he nice. He's athletic,
0: but he's, he's not a star receiver, and I don't think anyone else, thought he would be. Um, there, there's no – up well, of these, he's the one where I don't see the upset. The other you ones know who, have it, especially you know I, Dulcich.
1: Give I think is actually a these. really nice, a nice stash that's very cheap. Is Dalene Woods? Um, he is an athletic freak. He's like six foot seven. Oh, like, that's
0: a good. Jelani Woods is probably my most undervalued tight end in. Miami yeah, you can get him, a, him for oh, anything. Like, like nobody cares about where him. Where I have him ranked and where he goes in ADP, it's the yeah. biggest separation.
1: He's somebody I'm definitely looking to try and just pick up for really cheap or get thrown in, like do a deal and be like, okay, I love this deal. Uh just throw Jelani Woods in, we'll make it a, yeah. we'll make it a deal, you know, and like, because he guys like that, man. Those are the guys that become the Darren Wallers or the whoever's, you know, that come out of nowhere. Everyone's like, oh, where's this guy come from? And he's like a top three tight end. Then if you want to, you can flip him or whatever. But for me, you know, you look for athletic freaks when you're looking for tight ends. You know what I mean? And he is absolutely an athletic freak.
3: In that Greg Dulcich is the one you want to say in that out, same though. vein, I think Mike Gasicki's definitely fits that same kind. Mike of... Mike Gesicki can't read. Mike, hey, Mike hey, Gesicki, I think hey, I, I know. I think I know. Mike Gesicki, am I was right? Irrelevant. He was <laughs> unused in that offense, but I absolutely think he's one of the more athletic. Just like makes plays that actually make you go, "Wow!" Like, how the hell did he just catch that? Like, where is he going thing, though? And, that's the thing. It has to be a good landing spot, but I do think there's some teams that could really use... Like, you think if Gasicki... If if uh, Gerald Everett's out and Gasicki's on Chargers, like, that wouldn't increase his fantasy value? Like, I do think there's no. some spots where... Depends where they
2: go in the first round.
3: It's, that's that's fair, too, but, you know, there's talks of Keenan being gone. There's talks of,
0: you know... Th- they're going to need to give Herbert weapons if he's going to continue... I, I think we saw... Mike best season. And the, the thing is, with these tight ends, what you need is for them to be, to make a difference, to somehow become the first or second weapon on their offense. It's very hard to do. None of these players really have that upside of the ones listed. Greg Dulcich, to me, the one who actually was playable in fantasy as a rookie and came with some draft capital. I mean, all of them did. Uh, We're going second round, third round, and two fourth rounders. So no no irrelevant players. But Greg Dulcich came in immediately and was immediately the starter. And then two weeks later was fantasy relevant for a lengthy stretch. That would be the one I would look at. And I think the gap between Dulcich and the other players is too small. As in, like, considering that he actually produced for fantasy, whereas all the others didn't, you should value the guy who actually produced as a rookie more than the other ones. And he is valued more, but not enough more. Like, they're still in the same range. And to me, they're not at all. To me, they're not similar. Greg Dulcich is more... He's already proven he can do it. And so he's a screaming uh, buy. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Of these, <laughs> he's... Uh, according to his ADP, he is the most undervalued of this group. Although Okonkwo is, uh, in a lower range, also undervalued. But he's, you know... What's
2: the ceiling there? Okonkwo? Like, current... Currently on that offense, what is the ceiling there? With Greg Dulcich? No, 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 with Econquo.
0: Uh, the ceiling isn't much, but that offense could change. Okonquo is <laughs> I is, better like, hope that it does. Yeah, but like Akonkwo is a talented <laughs> player. Like I it's a mm-hmm. second year player. I, I want to look past the offense at that value range and mm-hmm. say that, you know, he showed as a rookie that he was good and that Bet he has potential the to grow. Yeah, I mean he showed that he's talented. So I would you know, I wouldn't just write him off, but yes, uh, mm-hmm. the offense definitely holds him back. But I would rather have a Conquo over Bellinger, simply yep. because I feel like Conquo has, and they're not ra- uh, ranked that way, or ADP that way. The ADP has it the other way around. Really? Ra- yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what it says here. Um, we'll <laughs> see if that updated, but I, I think it's because Conquo was playing on the Titans, who were, like, off the radar at the end of the year, yeah. especially once Tannehill went down. But I think Okonkwo has more athletic upside. I think he showed more big plays. And, and that's what you want, you know, at tight end. Someone who's going to sh- give you some big plays and really get on the map for fantasy. Whereas Bellinger's three receptions for 25 yards and maybe he scores a touchdown every five games is not going to work. I mean, that's not helpful. Um, although I, I will say, Bellinger's probably the better real-life player, but that's not the game we play. Like... Bellinger is probably more valuable to the Giants because he can play 90% of the stats. So Conco never going mm-hmm. to do that. No. But, you know, that's not... We're not evaluating who the best real-life tight end is. We're evaluating... We're playing a game about a game, points. folks. Um, and that's something we got to look at, keep it in mind, when we're looking at this year's rookie class. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's rookie class has a lot of relevant tight ends. And we have to pick out the ones that are going to actually help us. Because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them this year. This is a very deep tight end class. You know, people were saying, I mean, it was just Michael Meyer, but it's actually going to be, there's going to be other, a lot of relevant tight ends that we're going to look a lot at. Of people like Kincaid coming out. Yeah, I mean, he's my tight end too, pretty easily right now. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, then, but there's a lot of guys who are like, kind of on the radar. So we'll have to see how they develop.
3: I think the Dolchich is also being undervalued because there's still somehow some like Albert us. O truthers. <laughs> and I, I've legitimately no seen o. things. I've, I've seen some things that are like, Oh, like they're going to hopefully start finally using him. And it's like, there are no. Albert I mean, o. sure. It was a, it was a shit show last year there regardless, but I, and I, I, I warned
0: really them know. last year, you know, I warned them that Alberto is, is all athleticism, no receiving skills. Um, and that he sucks, and that they <laughs> drafted someone better, and uh, I warned them. And oh, well, now here we are. So, never liked Alberto, never liked him once he didn't get the draft I mean, capital. I, th- I didn't like him, yeah. I think I sometimes I, I the, the people just buy into
3: the that athleticism that perceived, like, oh, he's like you were saying with Jelani, like, okay, like, but it's like it's it is very hit or miss they might become someone like you know that actually produces and because he's not being asked to block all the time and like really being used as a receiver but it also could just be like he's a 30% snap share guy because he's not really a tight he's just like a glorified receiver like one so thing is that is really. worth
1: thinking about though and is kind of impossible for us to be able to quantify is the coaching aspect and honestly, like Nathaniel Hackett was terrible as a head coach, right? Oh, brace well, that. It's well documented that That
0: doesn't that doesn't even begin to describe it. It,
1: it, well, <laughs> it it's well those documented who know sign language. That it's well documented that he literally Alberto dropped <laughs> into his doghouse. So like there's actually been quotes from, you know, Alberto basically in the nicest way possible being like i'm relieved that nathaniel hackett's gone you know what i mean like that i'm actually gonna get a chance now so i'm not saying that alberto i like greg Dulcich. he was my tight end too in this last draft class so i really like him i call him sugar daddy i'm all about that life um but like you know i love greg Dulcich. i'm all about you know greg Dulcich being awesome but We, you know, Sean Payton didn't draft either of them. Sean Payton is going to come in. He's going to look at it. He's going to see what he likes and what he doesn't like, who he thinks fits his scheme better. Um, You know, so we have to bear that in mind. So my only concern would be at the minute, I know what you're saying about ADP and stuff, but if you look at things like dynasty trade calculator or even keep, keep trade cut, things like that. um, People are pretty high on Dolchich. Like Dolchich is going in like as a mid first round rookie draft pick at the minute. Like you're going to have to pay up the 107, 108 in a 12 team super flex league to get Greg Dolchich.
2: I think people believe in the offensive rebound next year.
1: Yeah, 100%. I
0: I will say this about Sean Payton. Sean Payton had his own version of Alberto, never used him. And then when Sean Payton left, Alberto, DeJuan Johnson, uh, suddenly became used. So (laughs) not good. He didn't like his own version of Alberto. So he hated his own version of Alberto. Uh, He chose to use players who remind me a little more of Greg Dulcich, boring, uh, you know not as not Alberto could actually play the entire tight end position and not be a revolving door. Um, so just the fact that he, he had Alberto it was he was there and then didn't use him yeah. No I mean he did I mean he did he had uh, the, the most similar player to Alberto he had and then then he went away and then that player broke out without him. So I, I do not think that Sean Payton, Given also, let's look at the tight ends he's used in the past. They don't remind me of Alberto. Colby Fleener, you know, like these, these kind of players, they remind me a lot. He had some more. good ones. Oh, he did. You know, but they don't remind me of Alberto. He doesn't.
3: You know what I don't like? The
0: kind of player that Sean Payton likes.
3: Alberto's best comparable on player profiler is Vance McDonald. <laughs> yeah. It's like. That doesn't I don't remember. Mean, that. I can tell you I don't agree <laughs> great. <with> that comparison. <laughs> I I actually I am with you there, but it also just doesn't know, give me a lot yeah. of hope.
0: Let's, uh, let's go to this. Let's go to this one. We, another one we a tight end we haven't talked about much yet. Uh Evan Ingram. Definitely polarizing. Jacksonville has say? to re-sign him, man.
2: Well, they have I mean, to.
0: I think they will. I mean, I think at the very least they'll put the franchise tag on him. Uh they don't have another player they need to use the franchise tag on. The franchise tag for tight ends is $12 million. He was They paid him $10 million Worth it. For this year. Evan Ingram is going to be back there. I, I don't know why they wouldn't use the franchise tag. They have it. And I, I think they'll try to work out an extension with mm. him. But I fully expect Evan Ingram to be back there. In terms of whether he's a buy or sell, uh, I don't know. I mean, that depends. Like, he's oh, probably I mean. <laughs> he's not the one I would choose, to be honest. He's not the one I would choose, given, given the prices. If I could get, I mean, according to ADP, I can get, you know, Greg Dulcich later, you know, who's, I believe, five years younger. Evan Ingram is not young, for, for people who, who are, don't know. Evan Ingram, I believe, is already 28 and will turn 29 in September, I want to say? It's, it's, yeah, he's 28. Yeah. September, yeah. Mm. He'll turn 29 before the season even starts. So Evan Ingram is not young. Like he's older than Dallas Goddard, you know, who we don't, you know, whatever you want to think about him, he's older than Mark Andrews. Like he's, you know, a year and a half older than David Njoku, who feels like he's been around for a while. Uh, so Evan Ingram's not a young player. So because of that, I actually think Evan Ingram is a sell. This year him. you can have him. <laughs> this year he did well, but whatever you think about Calvin. Reed, Whatever you think about it. I love music. Calvin Ridley! You love Calvin Ridley? Okay. Yeah, man! Whatever you think about Calvin Ridley, at worst, Calvin Ridley is replacing Marvin Jones. I think we can all agree that Calvin Ridley is a massive upgrade over Marvin Jones. Because Christian Kirk and Zay Jones' contracts are, are cap underwater. So they're going to be there. They're going to be there. And then Calvin Ridley will also be there. Now, it's possible that they... Also draft someone else. That would be really crazy to like completely load up the offense. They could draft someone, you know. I, there was some first round buzz. I don't think they're going to do that. They could draft someone in the second or third round to add some depth, and kind of see. Like what a Hyatt, having. something like that. Yeah. Um, but either way, the best case scenario is that instead of Marvin Jones, you have Calvin Ridley. You have uh, Christian Kirk. For me, Christian Kirk is the one. Calvin Ridley is the two. Zay Jones and Evan Ingram kind of behind that. So just in that situation. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Zay Jones was good this year. Zay Zay Jones was good. Uh, I love me some Zay Jones. Yeah. So just with that situation, even with Trevor Lawrence being great, I'm not sure that – I think 2020 – I think we'll look back and see that 2022 was Evan Ingram's best season in Jacksonville. Uh, And I think he could still be good. Mm -hmm. But just given where he is in relation to some of these players who are younger, Evan Ingram's value upside is also not really there. What's going to happen? Like he's going to be 29 before the season starts? Like – he's okay, so going to be back in Jacksonville like, I don't, if, I'm if they do
2: work out if they do work out a contract with him what the terms of this contract are are really going to dictate what his position is going to be in the offensive pecking order
0: I think I don't see a, if Calvin Ridley is any version of Calvin Ridley Evan Ingram is not going to be ahead of Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley and if Calvin, unless Calvin Ridley is just washed
1: but I don't think he really has oh. to be either
0: no, it's hard to do it as a tight end. It's hard to do it uh, if you're not in the top two on your team, unless the offense. Or, I mean, the offense has to be really good, or the uh, the Jaguars' offense a lot is of really touchdowns. pretty good. It could be really good, but even so, it's still hard. The only way to really do it, if you're not in the top two, is if there isn't anyone else, which is not the case, or if you know you have like one of the best offenses in the league, which is possible, but I'm not sure that that's a guarantee. And I'd be, nope. I, I think that the risk on Evan Ingram is just given his price. I just don't like, it. I just don't like it. That's there fair. are other players who have more value upside. I mean, I'd rather have David Njoku over Evan Ingram. Um, I honestly, David Njoku looked great. Then he got hurt and then that was it, but he looked great. He was one. I mean, he was a difference making tight end in the first six games. And then he got hurt, and he never looked the same. Um, so there, he was someone – and then, I mean, I I would still rather have uh, – I know we, we don't seem to love him, but I would still rather have Dalton Schultz over Evan Ingram.
2: Okay, um, I'll put this out there. What if the Jaguars come out, sign him to a five-year contract, Dalton Schultz is still not signed. What is, does that change your view any?
0: Um, I will believe that Dalton Schultz isn't going to be back in Dallas when I see it. I'm Fair. very. Com- I'm pretty confident
2: that he's going to be that. Also, I will take even,
1: that just, bet, sir. Just <laughs> even based on pure volume alone. <laughs> they
0: just, just of even based on pure volume,
1: Trevor Lawrence threw six hundred plus times his rookie year. He threw five hundred and eighty-five times last year. So if we're expecting him to throw around five eighty-six hundred times you know, Evan Ingram had 17, 18% target share, even if that goes down to 15%, still closing in on 100 targets. I mean, 100 Ooh. targets for a tight end in a fairly high-powered offense, like, that's pretty nice upside. If you're talking about mid- to low-end tier tight ends, that's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just not... I'm just not there. I'm just not there. Uh, the, the risk is high. If Calvin, Absolutely. I mean, No, the risk is if Calvin Ridley comes back and is Calvin Ridley, then Evan Ingram is worthless.
1: That's not true at all, though.
0: Oh, but basically, I I don't think he's worthless with that. I mean, if Calvin Ridley is the old Calvin Ridley, then he is. I mean, no, because
1: even if Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley from three years ago, he's not going to get 100% of the targets. We just talked about there's 600 targets to go around. So even if he's getting a 25, 30% target share, they're still going to throw to Christian Kirk. They're still going to throw to somebody. So that's the point. My point is even if he's only getting a 15, 12 to 15% target share, which is very small for somebody, if they bring him back, they obviously like him. He was tight in five this last year. You're still talking about closing in on a hundred targets for somebody.
0: Yeah. A tight end position. I just don't buy it. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, I, I generally think that if you're going to take a player like this, the younger they are, the better. Indel you. And I think we can all agree on this. If Evan Ingram comes out next season and is bad, the value's gone. There's no value left. Yeah, it'll that's be fair. Be, there's nothing left. Whereas if Greg Dulcich comes out and is bad, there's still plenty of value left. There's a lot left. That's why I don't, that's, that's why I don't want Evan Ingram. Because we all can agree that there is downside risk. And if there is oh, downside 100%. risk, I don't want the player who's going to be, who honestly has not been great in his career. I mean, let's face it. Evan Ingram has overall probably been a disappointment. Based on I mean, what before we this past year,
3: we've been holding on for five years just oh, no, because he's of his rookie good really yeah. years. He's had two that's good years it. in
0: his career, twenty seventeen and twenty twenty two. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like 2019, 2019, years 2020, 2021, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty one. We're not good. Bad. <laughs> so, but let's overall, go back to the coaching
1: talk as well. He's been a disappointment,
2: and the injuries.
1: Yeah, injuries
3: and say there some are of the worst about- coaching in the
1: NFL.
0: There are things about Evan Ingram. constantly
2: revolving off as a coordinator and everything th- there like are that. Thi-
0: as a Giants fan, there are things about Evan Ingram that cannot be explained <laughs> by a bad coaching staff.
1: Yes. Now like, I think we're getting to the root of it. You're a hurt, injured Giants fan. <laughs> he's done you wrong, and no, uh, there's some un- no, unresolved issues. No, and- if Evan Ingram
0: were 26, I'd be with you guys, but he's not. He's not. If you were 26, I'd be with you, but he's not. That- that's really all it is. Is that's that fair. If you're wrong, you're left with nothing. A 20, a 30, like, if he doesn't deliver, he's worthless. Whereas I'll take someone who, like, I'd rather have Trey McBride at his cost. If Trey McBride doesn't deliver, like, Trey McBride's still going to have insulated value and people are going to be talking about it. Whereas with, if Evan Ingram doesn't deliver, he's done. So that's, that's, that's why. It's really that more than anything else. Um, and that's why I brought up that he's older than people think, uh, quite a few times. Jordan Akins. Um, 30 years Jordan Akins is very old. Speaking of players who, he's, <laughs> Jordan Akins is already thirty. We thirty-one in April, so so my answer to this is no. <laughs> um, similarly, if Jordan Akins were younger, yes, but no. no. Uh, there, there is a stash I like on the Texans, but it's not Jordan Akins. Um, let me butcher this pronunciation. It's a very oh, hard name. Yeah, uh, Teagan Quitoriano. Quintoriano, yeah, Quintoriano, yeah, I like him. He kind of came on at the end of the season a little bit. He he was a rookie. If I had to roster one tight end from the uh, Houston, it would be him. But uh, I'm I don't think Houston's next tight end of relevance is currently on the team. Which it's,
3: it's crazy because I feel like there is, you know, people are trying to talk themselves into Brevin Jordan before the year. You know, Ooh,
0: talk about a bust hurt.
3: there. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah
0: didn't I mean, it was,
3: it was. I mean, but you, you guys remember before last season? Like, it was. I know. You know who do they have on that team? He know. showed a little bit at the end of his first. Maybe year, we're learning like, that lesson. Who do they have? Is not. Oh my and it, not a Yeah, that's that's not a viable excuse. It's like yeah. you actually have to still be like good. You still have to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Grasping
2: at straws. That's
0: all we're doing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I would say no, really, to Jordan Jenkins.
3: And even it's like, yes, we we obviously expect the Texans to draft someone, I mean, obviously. I actually think the Texans
0: over drafting someone. Actually, the Texans are a team to look at in the free agency market at tight end because they don't really have anybody. And I think that they need some. They're going to have a rookie. They need someone competent. Security uh, blanket. Yeah, to kind of bring in no, there. I was, and saying,
3: like, I, was, I was saying they're going to bring a rookie quarterback in. It's like, well, they are. None of these we know that. Gonna, yeah, it,
0: But I think they could bring if, in a tight end to kind of help them. What about yeah. it, Tanyan? Uh Tanyan is more... What about Hayden Hurst? Mm. That was a one-year deal. Yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, I Hayden think... Hayden Hurst is kind of boring, he but... He out pretty. Perfect! He could be a Texan! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, Shots fired Yeah I, th- I think Hayden Hurst Would be someone they could look at He's kind of like quiet like He can block you know safe uh, And just kind of add Like they've been not an NFL offense For two years running And they have a good number of draft picks But I feel like they I mean you know they're going to pick a quarterback And then they're probably going to pick a wide receiver And then you know They still need other things so we'll see. But mm-hmm. I would say no. I, I expect the Texans. I mean, they could sign Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm.
3: Off of the bag to Ingram.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I don't think they're going to get the chance because the franchise tag is out there. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But Everett and Gasicki are going to be gone from their teams. Let's see. Uh, it's still there. This is all. That was all about the Kelsey trade. But let's uh, move on from this. Oh, okay. Rank these four running backs. What about this? Pacheco, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, and Tyler Algier.
2: For Dynasty, give me. Give me Rashad Pacheco B. Rob Algier. I'm
3: going to check my.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Rashad, uh, Brian Robinson, Algier, and Pacheco last. I wish Brian Robinson had never gotten shot. <laughs> I
2: but, bet he does too, man.
0: Probably <laughs> yeah. with you on that one. <laughs> he like he looked pretty good, but like I so frustrating because I feel like that was a what could have been for his rookie year like I think he would have we'd be talking about him more talking
2: think, about him yeah. more but let's just remember it is Washington like what <laughs> yeah. a dumpster fire
0: of an organization I know but I, I still they're interviewing well this might make you like him more they're interviewing Greg Roman so, <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! as <their laughs> <office coordinator. laughs> what? yeah that's what it said yeah they're interviewed <laughs> yeah cool in- I thought I couldn't Greg like Roman. him any
1: less <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
0: Well, that means all they're going to do is run the ball, so that's good.
1: I'm I mean, sure they, they didn't throw the ball in. to Brian Robinson is.
0: anyway, so that's not really changing anything for me. Maybe they can improve on his uh, putrid 3.9 yards per carry. I, I think know. that's a symptom of the offense a little bit, too. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, yeah, I don't. I like Rashad White. I mean, I think Rashad White is actually mm-hmm. pretty good, mm-hmm. and undervalued. Absolutely, yep.
3: I think, I think we all are in agreement that he's the first running back on this list when we're ranking them. Yes, sir. I think we we have a little varying two through four, but I mean, if you're trying to get go after one specific guy from that four, I think we're all kind of pro pro Rashad White.
0: Would you do 109 and 111 for 106 and 206?
3: Super flex or single QB? Does it matter? A little? (laughs) A little bit. You're right. No.
2: No, because what would be available at 106?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it matters to me, definitely. Because if it's super flex, then you're probably talking at least two of the quarterbacks in the top four or five picks. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely some more juice there at the 106 if it's a super flex.
0: Hmm. um let's see.
1: i I would probably to be honest that's the kind of trade I would want to be like on like the clock and looking at the board knowing who I'm trading yeah. for sort of thing because like in a vacuum you're like yeah yeah sweet I'll trade it for the 106 and then like the five players you want go right before you and <laughs> you're stuck with like a dude that you didn't really want that much anyways and now you're like wait until the 206.
2: Okay, say it's a super flex. We're just going to run the hypothetical here. Who's going to be the first five picks off the board? Bijan, two QBs
1: most likely. So, at 106 you Yeah, at 106 you're probably getting like, you know, Jameer Gibbs probably already gone. You're probably getting Gibbs well, is likely get, the 105 there. You could maybe get there, yeah. like Add- Addis, of Addison, like, Addison or, you know, depending John. on... You would be getting you, the wide yeah. receiver too. So a, a very good player um in a super flex, but
2: and then what's going to be available at 109, 111? I think it drops it, off from there.
1: Yeah. If it's super flex, you're probably maybe getting um, the last of the four quarterbacks maybe at 109. Um, and then at 111, man, you're like – you're probably going to have to like slightly reach on somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. probably not going to be somebody that you're like, oh, I'm so happy that I've got the 111 here. You're probably like, oh, I'd rather have taken this guy at the 202 or something like that. But I like him more than everyone else here, you know?
2: But there, uh, and you know, there could be risers throughout the process, depending on landing spot after the
3: draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, in terms of if you're trading for, uh, or you're trading away that one hundred and six, I can't really tell which way they're they're going with it. But I, I just feel like it, it feels like you're you're gonna get more value as we get closer, though. Like right now, we oh, still yeah. don't. 100% know, you know, the, we don't have like a name correlated to some of these picks. Obviously, we know some of them, like top mm-hmm. three, four, but we, you don't know like if one of these guys that we're kind of afterthoughts right now, it's like, oh my goodness, he's jumped up, he's in everyone's top five now at the end of that five, six, whatever it is, like, I just think you can, like, the closer we get, the more familiarity we have with like the names and which spot most of them go in, I, I just think you probably can get something done where you're you're squeezing a little bit more value out of these picks so I, I i'm kind of on the side of like i'd rather just kind of hold a little bit unless you're getting a really really good like overpay which is what you're kind of expecting right now it's like if you really believe in something to happen one of these picks a guy whatever it is it's like. You're you're overpaying for whatever that pick is, and unless you're really getting that, I, I would rather just kind of hold and see how things shake out. There's just so much that could happen. The guy that you really want at that 106 spot, oop, poof, like they got hurt. They're a third round pick now in the real draft. Like you, you don't, you never know.
1: Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. I think if it was mm-hmm. a top four pick, I'd be way more intrigued. Yes, um, if you're like yes. trading. Yes. Your oh, you pull up that first, trigger to get up to like, <laughs> 104, <laughs> then yeah. But 106 is that weird cutoff spot where you're like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
3: Like, because we have we have a hypothetical five, six guys. Like, we're thinking, okay, six, you're probably going to get this, but like, just you just never know, right? Yeah. You just never know what might happen. No, that's a really good point. Two months. I mean, in this now, at this right?
1: time last year, people, some people were like, Isaiah Spiller should be the one hundred two or one hundred three. You know what I mean? Like, people <sighs> were thinking like pretty Isaiah much everyone Spiller was. Four, I mean, in,
3: in, in Superflex, we are talking ourselves into Malik Willis and yeah. Desmond Ritter being people- top.
0: There was people like, who did. There was people who geez. did the rookie
1: drafts before the Ugh. NFL draft, and they were taking Malik Willis in exactly. the top two or three picks. You know Ooh. what I mean? That kind of stuff happens. Can like, you
0: imagine if you had the uh, one hundred and two and one hundred and three pre rookie draft and took Malik Willis at two and Isaiah Spiller at three? Ugh. I think you would That's just you would just gross. you have nothing.
1: You just have to retire. You'd have to retire it, from yeah. football at that stage. You <laughs>
2: gotta change your name and move to another fucking town. This is now a fantasy basketball account. (laughs) This is going to affect your real-life family just by association. (laughs)
1: This affects your real love. Um,
0: If if anyone is interested, uh, I put these into the DLF uh, trade analyzer. uh, And for both Superflex and 1QB, it prefers the 106 side. Uh, Yeah, baby! uh, Yeah. And, And I think I would agree with that, I guess. It's hard to say I, this far out, but I, I at, think I would at agree this with point, that, I guess.
2: If you have to make the deal, yes or no, right now, I'm doing that deal. I give me the I, 106 if, side.
0: Yeah, if I have to choose, I'm gonna take the 106 side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 108 for Kenny Pickett. Oh man, uh, I no. think that's a
1: really tough question to answer <laughs> without knowing your quarterback situation. I mean, and stuff looking, like that. Uh, looking
0: at yeah. my rankings. I have Will Levis at 108, and I'd rather have Kenny Pickett. So I would take Kenny Pickett, which also goes in line with my value chart here that has Kenny Pickett very similar in value to the 107. So going with that, I would go with Kenny Pickett, but it's not like I'm running out to do it. (laughs) That's...
1: It's what? not like you're jumping on a Twitter no, and you're like you let I'm everybody not. know your success. Oh,
0: what? Kenny Pickett became available?
2: Ah!
0: It's no, like, Kenny uh, Pickett
1: and then like the Ric Flair can you, gif.
2: Yeah, so,
0: <gasps> can you like be on this show every week so that way I can like take my energy down from like a 10 to a 2 every week? Yeah, man. Monday's my jam. This is, this is jam. the easiest show I've ever done. I've had to have no energy at all. It's nice. I'm not used Absolutely. to that. I'm usually the energetic one.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit of a spark plug, they say.
0: I can <laughs> see that. I love it. know I, I, I really do love, I love it. it. I, I used to be more like that. And now I'm like... <laughs> Old age got we, you, man. Except for we, no. Except for the fact that you're 12 years older than me. Except for you I don't know. This is like ter- genuinely terrifying. To me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a, you know that's what? I, I can only hope to that's have a deserved that reaction. Energy, bro. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's a fair reaction. <laughs> I'm like, how is this possible? Um, scientists oh, okay. are still trying to figure it out. Well, we we might have to tell me what the <laughs> scientists say, and we'll get back to those results. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Where do you? Oh, I think it's not if he gets cut from the Chargers. I think oh, it's, it's when when? Yeah, I think that's a when, mm-hmm. given that they phased him out of the offense down the stretch. So. Uh, yeah, what What would be well, – Well, okay, why don't we go to everyone and say your predicted landing spot and then maybe if you also want to add, if it's different, your ideal landing spot.
2: <laughs> where do I think he could land? I think well, – did you not, yeah, did you you not mention – when we were talking about the Houston Texans earlier, I think – was he yeah. one of the names that you mentioned? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think yeah. I think
0: that's a good – that's not where I want him to go, but that's where – No, I think that's a likely destination. Yeah, likely.
2: Yeah. Play that uh, security blanket for a rookie quarterback coming in. I think he could find use there, even if it's for a year or two contract. And this could be a guy that just bounces around the league Realistically, forever. where is he going to go that's better than yeah. where he was?
0: Like, there
2: is no way. <laughs> you, you don't really ascend from uh, Herbert because then you're getting into territory where, you know, Kelsey is. <laughs> guys like that. You're
0: not really uh, kicking them off the throne. Yeah, there's nowhere... I mean, As a Gerald Everett, take, he could go and take Hayden Hurst's spot in Tennessee, I suppose, or not at uh, Cincinnati. geez, sorry. um, yeah, yeah. I, I I guess that's maybe better. <laughs> I don't know. No, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be a downgrade for fantasy. I don't think it's going to be somewhere that we like.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to get better value on
0: him at this point. <laughs> I mean, the teams that need a tight end, I mean, if we really look at it, let's see. Uh, the Chargers, but they <laughs> <laughs> are getting rid of them. You know what? He'd be really
2: familiar with the offense, and it would just be a seamless transition into where he was. So,
1: <laughs> The Rams don't have any draft picks. They could really use a tight end.
3: Just recycling Ugh. just
0: tight ends here now. Going back home. Hey, it works for coaches. Yeah, I, I really don't know honestly <laughs> where he's gonna sign, uh, but I mean Detroit has nobody.
2: Yeah, um, they don't have anyone on roster, do they? Nothing
0: really. Is it what, what's mean, his nuts, A free have, agent now? Uh, they have hey, Brock. Don't you Wright, disrespect three touchdowns, Shane, touchdown, Zilstra.
2: Shane
3: Zil- Zilstra like that? <laughs> Can you so like
2: spell that? Can Mitchell you use that in a sentence?
0: <laughs> uh, hey, uh How, how many tight ends caught three touchdowns in a game though, huh? There you go.
2: Eh, you got a brother, point.
0: Brandon Zilstra. <laughs> Brandon Zilstra. Was on the same team. No, it's wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I was going to say did, oh, he in,
2: yeah. did he invent the paperclip? Uh what's what's his claim <laughs> No, to fame?
0: actually that's um, Mr. Paperclip. <laughs> Uh, the oh, Mr. Baker! Fuck! It was right there. It was yeah. right there. The <laughs> um, all right, I got a trade off for Isaiah Pacheco and a second round pick for Sky Moore and Jahan Dotson. I, I don't understand.
2: Oh, give me the receiver side, Jesus Jahan Christ! Dotson. Yeah, Jahan Dotson's yeah, worth. I would do it if for you put
0: Sky Moore on Dotson. the other side. I would have Jahan Dotson. So, Jahan oh, Dotson. Yeah. Good it Lord. Sounds I like, like Pacheco.
3: Steve. They're receiving. Yeah, something the went offer. a little wrong oh, there.
0: Um, this is not true. Jake is like 240 pounds. Mm. How the fuck could a tight end 140 be pounds? sub
2: 140? That's less Ooh. than me. That's less than me. People. Yeah, me. It's less than me. People, look at this. Does this look like I could be out there running routes and blocking and, uh, and hitting my assignment? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no, sub one forty. If you remember correctly, that must be a he? typo, man. Yeah, maybe he means sub like yeah, I
0: think he's a little confused. Uh, Gotta be two forty, uh, man. No, definitely not correct. Um, this is this is, is one forty-five right now. So, so no. <laughs> um. Where does Komet rank for you guys? Uh, well, I just updated my rankings today. I have Komet at tight end 14 in Dynasty. I have him at tight end 13. And so. uh, I assume that I will have Michael Meyer ahead of him when, uh, obviously, when he comes into league. But not sure if anyone else will jump in ahead of him. We'll have to see. <laughs>
1: yeah, tight end 13 for me.
0: Okay. So we're very we're have,
1: wondering this one.
2: Have right? not even done my ranking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, Cap, this is what I've been filling it with Jet all episode. <laughs> I've had the, the pot of coffee right beside oh, me. Oh, so that
0: explains what's I'm going on. I'm literally out.
2: Here. No, no, this is just me regularly, honestly. I, I could have oh. drank in water this whole time and been not a
3: beat different. <laughs> Bruh. I'm impressed, if nothing
0: less. It's so easy to do this show without food poisoning. <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Is this another last week situation? No, you remember last week? Yeah, he's definitely he yeah, definitely I was, like, were dying on the show last week. Yeah. I I I'm glad you're feeling. You must be feeling a
3: little better. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Okay, that's good to hear.
0: Trading for running back right now is the cardinal sin, but are there any you think are undervalued? Uh, yes, Rashad White and and Brian Robinson actually are from that question earlier. Um... Other than that, uh, Jonathan Taylor is not undervalued. So I think uh, he's I would, still everyone's top
3: three or four. He's not undervalued. He he around there. there, yeah. So, so, so no is the answer. You
2: can't call a top five to guy three.
3: undervalued. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's overvalued to me, actually. I mean, there are receivers in his range that I'd rather have. Yep. Fair. So he, right he's overvalued. So, so no uh, to Jonathan Taylor. I'm just looking at the ADPs. I, I mean, I have almost every running back below their ADP. So, Floasaurus,
2: don't think that I didn't see your comments right there. There will be no pit slander as long as I am on this goddamn episode.
0: <laughs> where, where did he – where was the – Just – yeah, there we go. Ooh.
1: <laughs>
0: don't you take my boy's
2: crown away. That rookie season wow. was
0: Amazing.
2: I'll be damned if Mew fit a butt. Yeah, that's rifles or something.
0: Is there anything else watching to add? <laughs> Anyone else have anything else to add on undervalued running backs? I've yeah. sure. seen a lot of
1: people just like trading Najee away really cheap. Like, really cheap. People are Ooh.
0: out
2: on Najee.
1: Yeah, and he, if you look at like yeah. the injuries and realize and start putting it all together, like the injuries he was playing for were pretty intense at the start of the year. And then you look at the end of the year, and he was actually putting up some really nice numbers. He's still on his rookie contract. The offense can't get worse, in my opinion. So I don't know, man. Like Depending on what people are asking for him, if you're looking at I, I don't really trade for running backs this time of year. But um, if you're specifically talking about running backs, he's a guy that I have seen going really, really, so, really cheap.
0: His ADP is actually very high uh his dlf rank rb15 uh that actually sounds good i'll take him there i have him at rb8 i was gonna say
3: i have rb9 and looking at where we were last year before the season where he was you know consensus top five six at least at the very lowest i feel like going into the year if not like you know near two or three um i think that's that is an interesting name because i mean I, I, I'm surprised Tyler that you do even, I mean, if he's, if he's ranked RB 15, it's like, it's hard not to think he is slightly undervalued, but I know you're, you're not a fan of the age for how long he's been in the league. He's already what? 300. Uh,
0: fine. <laughs> it, no, that's. Fine. Jones. I, just, uh, you know, I, I just don't. Um, it depends. I mean, it depends on where he goes, you know? <laughs> Every player has Hit that. value. Hit that. There we go. Boom. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you're a bottom three team, I probably wouldn't be trading for Kelsey. So Yeah. Unless so okay. unless they you mentioned it. they had
3: 110 or 202. Like, unless you can put the, uh, give up yeah. even even later pick than that 108 to
0: somehow swing it, then it's not really Let's... probably worth it. So the entire pot of coffee was totally finished. Uh, where would Jordan Addison start in? Well, oh, this is a good question. Oh, and, oh hey, Eric. Um, Eric, uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, I've been uh, known Eric for very long. (laughs) Uh, Eric is one of the people I've uh, known for the longest in the fantasy community. Eric, Shane, uh, a couple others. But yeah, where were Jordan Addison slotted slotted into last year's wide receiver class? So is this last year's wide receiver class now or last year's wide receiver class coming into the draft? Because those are not the same thing.
3: I think... I think at this point now, because I think now, no one really expected well, a lot of these guys to be top 12 assets in that
0: assets case, um, the year. I would have I mean, I'd have Garrett Wilson ahead, I'd have Chris Olave ahead, I'd have Drake London ahead, if we're, if we're going now um, and then that's it yeah. before Yeah. now, yeah, as sounds- a prospect he would have been uh, three for me
3: um, in front of Drake, but still behind Olave and Garrett.
0: No, in front of Olave. Olave oh, as a prospect um, was not was not up there. Uh, no, Olave as a prospect was behind. Yeah, well, for almost everybody, Olave was lower. I mean, Burks, London, and Wilson were the top three that were floated, and Olave was considered a step down during the process, rookie process. <laughs> Um, no, no. Burks, we can Bur- I was
1: low on Burks, to be fair. But yeah, Burks was really yeah. high. People were like 101, 102. Yeah, no, I, I
0: had it Wilson, London, Burks. Uh, I think the consensus at post draft was London, Wilson, Burks. Um, and I would have had Addison. Uh, I would have had it Wilson, London, Addison, Burks. Assuming Addison gets the draft capital that I think he's going to get, which is around 15 overall. Um, yeah. Okay. What do I make of Biennami getting interest in Washington and Baltimore? Um, that it's crazy that he doesn't have a head coaching job. Um,
2: yeah. well, I don't get the lateral move here, going from a champion to.
1: Well, yeah, it's like a downgrade, surely. Yeah, like, big time. If, if you're like, going from the offensive coordinator of the guys who just won the Super Bowl to like being the offensive coordinator for a team that could maybe not even make the playoffs, like, why would you? Like, what are you gonna?
2: In a stadium that literally rains down sewage upon their fans.
1: Like, I don't see the I don't fuck see the, um, Washington on principle. Uh, <laughs> I think the only the only sort of draw might be because I wonder sometimes. It, Andy Reed gets so much of the credit for what they do offensively that I wonder if people are like downplaying what the enemy's part in the offense is. And so then maybe he's like thinking, hey, if I go somewhere where it's just like a garbage, you know, dump, dumpster fire and I like make it a decent Prove squad, it. then maybe I'll get that love where because everyone kind of automatically just gives all the credit to Andy Reid. They're like, on oh, Andy Reid called a great game. Andy Reid's a genius, and he is, but mm-hmm. how much is enemy actually, you know, doing there?
2: I heard he's a terrible interview for what it's worth. I don't know. I've what, heard that uh, Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how much uh, credence you truth. want to put into that. Well, fuck, I mean, his on-field results speak for themselves, but not everyone is cut out for the top dog role. And you know what? If, yeah. if his best of- worth is as an offensive coordinator, it could be the right move going to a prove-it deal, as you're saying here. Yeah. So who knows? It's possible. Do I think it's going to happen? Eh.
0: I wouldn't if I was him.
2: Fuck it, ride that dynasty wave, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're gonna hire one. I mean, it's gonna be Shane Steichen. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they make an offer today? I saw. With them, I'll believe it when I see it. Fair. Mm, after after Josh McDaniels, let's let's wait for it to be official. Yeah, um, I've got
2: NFL Network on mute just in case anything pops yeah. up mid-show.
0: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think so. Rank these wide receivers, uh, Jameson, Dotson, Pickens, Watson. Uh, interesting. Oh, man. I'll go uh, Pickens, Watson, Dotson, Jameson last. Yeah, I'm with that. It's based on what I've seen. It's in the order of seen most to seen least. Yeah,
1: it's really tough because I really love Jamison coming out, but obviously so with what we've seen so far. I had him as my third in the class, so it's really tough for me I wasn't to bump as high over on to him. the bottom of the list.
0: I wasn't as high on him coming in. So hmm. it's also the track record of wide receiver or any player who misses their entire first year and then goes on to have a career is, is basically nothing. It's that that track record is very bad. Like mm-hmm. everywhere you go, it's bad every position it's bad bad on top of bad. so it's not maybe it'll work uh he seemed to be angry with the coaching staff at not using him at the end of the year i still like him he could be a buy depending i've noticed in leagues of just like your everyday person he's a buy because he did nothing so people are like pulling out on him in your average dynasty man in your more expert leagues with more experienced dynasty managers. He's a total sell for me because they're care. They're just leaving his price the same, which is not what I would do. Um, so that that's he's one who varies widely. Uh, Pickens and Watson seem to have very similar prices across leagues. Jahan Dotson is more hit or miss. Where do you uh, where depending. do you have
3: him? I'm just curious in your actual like wide receiver what.
0: I uh, have Pickens at uh, 18, Watson at 22, Dotson at 25 and Jameson at 27. Interesting. All right. I will take us through the rest and then wrap up the show. Uh, let's see. 105, 104, 105, 108, in Fields. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take Fields. Um, that's not enough. Uh, even in Super like, yeah, even in this class, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot to pay, but this class is not looking as good as I thought it was going to be. And you're not going to get a quarterback that I want at, with any of those picks. So. And it,
3: especially when you're trading for like one of these top tier quarterbacks in Superflex, you're usually looking at you know a first this year and a first next year and a first a year after that. Like th- yeah. you're usually looking at yeah. three firsts or something like that in separate years. So to be able to kind of just put it all into one, you're not like you said, you don't think the class kind of shaped out as it was looking to shape out. Um, I think it's it's a good gamble in terms of you're not setting your team back next year and beyond losing all your firsts and yeah, it, putting yourself a, in a, a tough position offer, if but it doesn't pan out i i'm not gonna do that all right
0: just oh, okay um, was offered oh drake london was offered uh jt for 24 first and drake london no kenyan drake actually <laughs> that's what i thought it was originally. But it's
1: not. Apparently, um, he's in a league with uh, Kenyon Drake's mother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's a better fantasy player than that. God rest her, man. She's <laughs> great. <laughs> she <mildly laughs> offensive, right? um,
0: I'll take the 24 first in Drake London. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheers, guys. Thanks for all you do for the fantasy football community. I appreciate Thank you, that. John. Uh, is it worth sending Dalvin and Madison for Najee? Uh, Dalvin is on the verge of finished to me. So, yes, I'll take I would game. definitely oh, do that, oh, yeah. Najee I would love, love to do that, actually. <laughs> this one's not close. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, I agree beautiful. with you. I would love to do this. Uh, this is actually the kind of thing I would explore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to buy Najee, I want to send old Dalvin to do it, not picks. Uh, so this is actually a great move. So with this we covered, that's about the wide receivers. I mean, uh, you know, you're going to have to make a decision here. Nicholas. I mean, the value's there, but if your team is as bad as you say, then maybe I wouldn't do it. That's why, yeah, I was saying if you have the 110,
3: the 202, if you can somehow finagle those, especially since you're not a contender at all, like somehow squeeze out a deal without giving up that specific pick. Because we were definitely saying it's worth it if you're, you know, you're contending and that that's going to help you push you over the edge or something, like by all means. But if you're, you know, bottom three, like you're saying, doesn't help to just have a massive difference maker at your tight end position when you're the rest of your roster can't keep up. So, Uh,
0: I will say that I think the Eric B enemy situation goes beyond this. And there are some things uh, which we're not going to get into with the interview and other things. But uh, I I do think that just based on his resume, he should have a head coaching job. So it's, there's some other reason either nefarious or otherwise that he doesn't, Um, you know, and there he does have some things in, in his past that are not ideal. Uh, so that that could be part of the reason why he doesn't get a head coaching job. Uh, but if it's not that, then it's just that, you know, teams are being unfair. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think – the reason he's not getting a head coaching job has nothing to do with his resume as an offensive coordinator. The, he's been an excellent offensive coordinator, and if it was just based on that, he mm-hmm. would have a head coaching job. So there is some other reason, whether it's fair, unfair, nefarious, or otherwise. There, there is another reason. It's not based yeah, on his on-field. Because
3: he's he's one of those names every year. Once the Chiefs are out of the yeah, playoffs, yeah, and he does have they, some things in his past around.
0: that are bad, so they're they're not good. So that that could be, that, that is a legitimate reason why he might not be hired. So that that's that's something that isn't brought up enough, but he he does, and you can go look that up if you want to learn more about it. Um, Carr and the enemy in Baltimore. Oh, that's not happening. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> car is this guy uh, clearly
1: hates baltimore (laughs) he's like
3: uh, he's saying he's saying car would play quarterback and lamar would be there for running
0: no no
3: no they
1: would like embrace the super flex i love it
0: for me i think (laughs) car yes finally car is still probably gonna go to uh to the jets yes most likely yes Um, but if he doesn't go to the jets uh tampa bay i think would be interested
3: uh, the well. Saints, I think, is a sneaky. sneaky uh, I think one, if the honestly. Saints.
0: The Saints seem to want him to take a pay cut, so my guess is they're not going to be the highest bidder. And if he gets the free agency, I don't think the Saints are going to win the free agency Oh, All fuck no.
2: They're
0: not going to win that competition. So. And
2: how I is think, the Jets not more enticing?
0: I think it is, but I think absolutely. Look trade, at that young
2: squad around him, man. Shit.
0: Saints, Given that he was still on the Raiders as of that time, the Saints are the only team that contacted the Raiders to be interested in trading for him. So he explored that option. It didn't work out. He didn't want to do that. So now he's demanding his release, which he's going to get, and he can sign with any team. It's almost certainly not going to be the Saints. But I don't blame him for exploring that option. But I would absolutely do the, Jets. the Jets and Tampa Bay would be the, the two on the top of my list because they're the ones that have weapons, you know, yes. and they're they're solid rosters. Who just need a quarterback and you know have some other holes, but are not not bad I'll teams. Try. So those would be the ones that I would look at for sure. Frank
1: Reich loves an older quarterback. It could be interesting in Carolina. I think
0: Carolina uh, Panthers is are definitely a little another. bit farther away, though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the Jets. Jets with any quarter. Jets with any competent quarterback were a playoff. Oh. Team. I mean, Jets with Jimmy Garoppolo were a playoff team. If they had, if they had 17 games with Jimmy Garoppolo, they would have made playoffs. If they had 17, 17 games, 17 of,
3: games Carr, they of Joe
0: exist. Flacco. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, Seventeen games of a very Elite. Would have they just need to a trade recommend. for
1: Sam Darnold. That's what they uh, need.
0: No. No, no. But uh, yeah. Derek Do not Carr, recommend. I mean Derek <laughs> Carr is probably gonna be released today. Like it's it's either gonna be today or tomorrow. He's gonna be released and then we'll have Good time. for him. Yeah, he gets to jump up on free agency, which is good for him. Yeah, think. man. Which is great. He and gets for to us, set too just the know market and he gets the signs Absolutely dirty they done him, man. Well, probably yeah, like it's going to work wait. out well for him.
1: Oh, yeah. It's great for him. Oh, but I mean, not just, like, so it's so just actually such not a so bad. trashy, weird yeah. way of doing
3: things.
0: They didn't do it well, so it might yeah. hurt them down the line, but it's not going to hurt him. He's going to be free oh, no. agent a month early. Like that's like fine. what, that's what he's not hurt doing him at all.
3: now is also kind of getting back at him to some extent. No, it's too, not. It's the right thing to do.
0: He's actually doing – he's not getting back at them. He's doing something selfish, which is fine. I approve of it. It's,
3: I mean, it's in his better interest, but it's also in the team's not better interest <laughs> what he's doing, the which is like he it won't makes be sense. For anymore, so of course, it, ma- yeah. it makes sense. Why absolutely. Would he I why would do anything he to help Just him, you know?
0: I mean, Matt Ryan yeah. did. So you know, you, mm-hmm. he he helped. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, Etn is actually one of the few examples of a player who sat out uh, the year and then was actually due to injury and then was good. You know, most of the time it's players who come in and out, like Mike Williams was okay but it took forever to get the career on track Corey davis missed a lot of time you know that career kind of never really got started Nikhil harry missed a significant amount of time that career kind of never got started you know john ross what missed do you mean the significant- he's a great run blocker yeah but but most of this and all kevin white missed the whole year the career just kind of never got started there's a, especially the wide receiver position these players who miss significant time in the rookie year really don't have a good tracker. So we'll see if he's the exception. Um, but I also preferred Traylon Burks over Jameson Williams coming in. So uh, I don't see why I wouldn't prefer Traylon Burks. What a good rookie year. You know, we, sometimes we expect too much. Considering the offense, he had a good rookie year. Uh, and he, you know, showed a lot. Showed that he could be a, a top weapon on a o- receiving offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's a sad day in the truth of residence for Ridley? Why? Just why
1: to be a truther. He-
0: <laughs> okay, um, and Baltimore would still have Kenny Drake. Huh, that's a good way to end it. Um, so yeah, plug plug things, plug, plug your things, and then I'll I'll close out the show. Uh,
1: yeah, you can catch up ch- catch up with my podcast Dynasty Debates anywhere you listen to podcasts and writing ranking over at Dynasty Nerds.
0: I, I do listen to the Dynasty Debates and I I think it's great. I like oh, actually, I've you. been listening uh, for over a year. Oh, Every thank
1: episode. you very much. You're the one. Uh, you are the
0: one. I know I know from your numbers that I'm not the only one.
1: Else. No, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man.
0: I appreciate that.
3: You go. No, we know where Conan I'm is. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here every week. Conan,
1: he's a barbarian. <laughs> you can catch him on the
2: <laughs> Flexing and punching out horses that have uh, carts attached to them. <laughs> anyways, I just – first, before I start plugging my shit, I just want to thank – all y'all for having me on today. This has been my first actual football guest spot in months and months. Like I said, I've been, I've been kind of pairing that back a little bit. So this was very refreshing. It, it was nice to be able to flex a little bit and talk about one of my favorite positions in football, fantasy football, both footballs. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at SmokeyHellNFL right down here. Actually, we read left to right in North America, which I'm Guessing is the primary audience of uh, this show, and uh, you can find me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash at Smoke Show Studios. Yeah, all one word, and uh, it's a lot of music reaction videos these days. Uh, we we kind of took off with those, but uh, I've got other phases that are just uh, taken off as well. Uh, comics, all comic based media, uh, the football stuff as well and uh phase four which will be coming out probably later 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 this year we'll uh get into the gaming sphere so we, we got big plans i've also got an audio uh drama that i'm working on basically a uh, a book but acted out all by myself
1: re, re, reenactment of your 12 year old experience <laughs> with ms
2: <laughs> <laughs> i just gave you all that for free man that's yours now my book <laughs> That's no th- this one's more in the uh, the fantasy realm we'll say uh based on a video game that i did uh, back in the day um but it's it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, i'm starting to get into voice acting a little bit so i'm going to do literally every voice in this audio drama it's all going to be me i'm going to do the music the writing the producing everything so it's going to be it's going to be a fucking trip
0: i <laughs> love it, it? yeah right. man and yeah, if you've uh, been kind enough to watch or listen to whatever the whole show this far, um, <laughs> like like the show, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notifications bell uh, so you can be notified about all my future content. Uh, you know, the shows are every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and then there's the Patreon question show, which comes up from time to time, uh, shorts, and then any live reactions. I'm sure there's going to be news when Derek Carr signs. I'll give you a video on that, and then Aaron Rodgers or anything else. And then if, if you like uh, what I'm doing here, uh, you can click on this link. It's also in the show description. Uh, and I, as I always am amazed, have patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Uh, and oh, thanks for the super chat, uh, you, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, on the way out the door. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, first super chat in like two weeks. so it, o- it always means a lot to me when anyone ever uh, gives me one of those. Um, but yeah. No, uh, thanks everyone for watching, and I'll see you all uh, back on here tomorrow. Uh, peace. Peace.